You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Grand Canyon University, a Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering over 200 engaging programs online. GCU invests in high-demand areas such as nursing, teaching, and the sciences. Students engage with faculty who become partners in your success. GCU's online students received over $100 million in scholarships in 2020. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you qualify for. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome again to the uh, lovely fanfare that we like like to call 16-Bit Sushi. Uh, 16-Bit Sushi is part of the ARS45 podcasting family, and all in all entails the fun and crazy in the video game world. I am uh, one of your hosts, Founding Father, so you may know me from Founders Foundry. This is not my foundry. This is my family. And alongside me in uh, this matter is uh, Zane the Tech. Good evening, everybody. We are back in with another episode of 16 Bit Sushi. I hope everyone's doing good tonight. Did we lose our illustrious host? I, I, maybe. I don't hear him. Sounds like we did. Oh, no. It looks like he's speaking, but. Well, I guess I will take over our other. Uh, voice here is the great Pirate Zaku, also known as... Uh, they used to call me Oni-chan. <laughs> <laughs> so, Way back in the day when I used to play uh, Battlefield 3, people would say, oh man, you Oni'd that shit. <laughs> oh crap, am I allowed to... Yeah, yeah, nope, nope, you're fine. <laughs> we, 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 let, we let the words fly here. <laughs> we let the words fly. Um, but we're coming at you. Once we get our uh, founding father back in here, we're going to get started with a with a single topic. We're going one topic on 16-Bit Sushi this weekend. We're going to give you a, a little bit of food. But this one's a big one. It's a, it's an important one. So um, let's start off with, uh, you know, what, what have you been playing? Uh, what have you been playing recently? I know I have been playing more uh, Genshin Impact, and I have been absorbed. Actually, in... F- I'm little story infuriated with my PlayStation and my internet connection because <laughs> I have been waiting for the update for Ghost of Tsushima. Ah, uh, yes, I I actually haven't had a chance to play Ghost of Tsushima, but um, I am similar to our other panelist, the filthy casual, when it comes to playing games. Uh, I guess it's a problem that most of us have where. We've got so many games and only so much time in the day, in the week, in the year, in our life. Indeed. Uh, so most of my attention ends up going into one to two games, which is really bad because there's so many good games, especially now. Uh, but right sure. now, I top two. Welcome back. Welcome back, sir. Sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. 
but the two that I've been focusing on are uh, Final Fantasy fourteen and you know, some of you may have heard of that. You know, that's that might be on your radar. A little bit, a um, little bit, a little, little bit. You know, and nothing like Genshin Impact. You know, AAA title there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the other one that I'm playing is World of Warships. Uh, in case anybody has ever heard of World of Tanks, it's by the same company, Wargaming. They're a Russian company that has done um, a really great job of putting basically an arcade spin into uh, commanding. Anywhere from World War One era dreadnoughts, uh, destroyers, aircraft carriers, all the way up to post World War Two ships um, in the Navy. Okay, I've actually heard of the game, and uh, it it looked interesting. It is honestly something I'd probably like to sit and watch someone play. I don't know if it, I'd actually sit and play it myself, but I really think I'd dig watch someone else play. Yeah, it's it's definitely not everyone's cup of tea. It is a very different playstyle. If you think it's going to be like fast and furious all the time, <laughs> it's definitely not. You've got these massive battleships that are going, you know, x amount of speed in the water. Um you're definitely not getting from point A to point B as quick as you think. Okay, so you know what? You just explained uh so I'm going to stretch you guys take it all the way back to an old uh, NES game that I used to play oddly on Sundays. If you uh, if you want to think about the old uh, SNES game called Silent Service, I you played as different um, different boats. I think you were effectively a um, what was it? A submarine, mm-hmm. and you were out. Chasing, I don't really understand. I never knew the plot because all I ever had is just, just like anybody who grew up uh, with the Nintendo as the hot console. You had a ton of games that you never saw a manual for. I never saw a right. manual for it, so <laughs> I didn't really know what I was doing. But I learned how to play that game, and I learned how to blow stuff up. But dear <laughs> God, it was slow. And I used to yeah. just whittle away hours on a Sunday afternoon because you know you wake up early on a Sunday when you were a kid. I think mm-hmm. Sundays used to take forever to end. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they did, and uh, <laughs> definitely, yeah. But it sounded like you described that to a uh, to a T. Well, it's funny because they actually uh, just recently did a small section where um, they were testing out submarines after they promised that submarines would never come into the game. Oh wow! And they went back on their word. It's not the first time. There's been some pretty big PR issues with what they've done um, in the past year. Um, but uh, yeah, they tested out submarines. A big portion of the community is excited for it. And then the rest of the community is like, oh, hell no, stay away from me with that. <laughs> <laughs> Myself included, because um, you can play as any class. There's destroyers, cruisers, battleships, aircraft carriers. And a lot of people have a lot of hatred for aircraft carriers because um they're just such a powerful, like, if you know about naval history, aircraft carriers are such a powerful, powerful presence on the battlefield in the ocean. Oh, and they're just amazing to look <laughs> They're the eye of Sauron, some of us call them. They're the fun police. As soon as you see an aircraft carrier, you're like, <laughs> hell no, this is going to be a bad game. Um, and I'm a destroyer main, so I'm this tiny little boat trying to zip around, trying to be sneaky, um, torpedo uh, strikes 
all this and that, but there's there's radar that can catch you from the other side of the islands. There's you've got to take into consideration like there's hydroacoustic search which can find you at certain distances. There's radar that can find you at certain distances. And then you've got to then you've got planes flying in. They catch you at a certain distance. So it's and now that they're trying to implement submarines, uh, ships that go underwater that you can't really see and suddenly they're going to spot you as well. It's like destroyers are slowly, slowly being like, oh, this is the shit class that nobody wants to play anymore. <laughs> oh, no. That's <laughs> This is going to ruin yeah. the entire game now. That's essentially it, what they're trying it, to do. It might, but it, it's really not. There were so many other things that people thought were going to ruin the game, and you just have to adapt to it. But yeah. destroyers definitely are one of those that's going to throw a massive wrench into destroyers. You know, that actually fits right in with the topic that we're going to go into um, after we talk a bit to our founding father, find out what he's been playing this week. So I'd like to pick up, but uh, what have you been playing this week, uh, our founding father? You can call me Chris. Uh, <laughs> I've been referred to Chris a few times on the show. But uh, I have been uh, playing a few things. Uh, of course, um, let's see, 13 Sentinels very good okay uh let's see outside of that which has been oh so good history to me well i've been trying to finish up a couple of things in the queue that's been ongoing for a while uh marvel spider-man very enjoyable just taking my time just taking my time the story is story is great worth taking the story is great <laughs> like i need to get the dlc for that <laughs> the dlc is just fun you just get lost in that um for sure. So many things there. That there's so much detail that was placed into that game, uh, which would explain its appeal and why it's getting a number of uh, sequels. Oh, I thought and it was the fact that you actually had decent web swinging. Like, oh, this is like the third, like, the third game that's ever had decent web swinging for Spider-Man. Crazy. True. I mean, if we're counting, counting Spider-Man 2, which would be the other one that okay, had yep. very good web swinging. Uh, okay, swinging before I'll say four. Hmm. I'll say four because you had decent comic book style web swinging on the PS1 Spider-Man games. You because uh, you got you got to swing, things happened the way you thought that they should happen, but you never saw that web attached to anything. Never did. <laughs> and considering it was PS1 graphics, you had a thorough lack of um, any real background building, so you could even pretend that it is connected to to the side of some massive skyscraper or something like that. That actually reminds me that there was a, a serial at some point, I don't remember what, but they had like this AR um, plus, if you will, now I'm mentioning like Pokemon Go, but they had like this AR uh, augmented reality thing that you could scan like this little image of Spider-Man and you downloaded a game and you could like swing Spider-Man back and forth on the screen of your... Uh, phone that's awesome <laughs> nice nice well it is really awesome well uh, no definitely it, it shows how you know th how spider-man's endured with the times and obviously the the technological advances for sure and isn't he rated uh, as like one of marvel's part... most uh popular uh superheroes yes he is he is he's probably if he's not the most popular he's certainly um he's certainly up there with some of the uh, absolute best so um you know it, it it explains why uh 
you see him so much uh, around. And it, it, particularly, he's supposed to show up in uh, a game that we're gonna we're gonna talk about mm-hmm. in our uh, in our show. So, in in asides that, of course, uh, I was on for Twitch. Uh, you know, a few days ago. Uh, you know, just started a weekend, just doing a couple things, getting pummeled in fighting games in Founders Foundry. So that's uh, that's always fun to play Tekken and realize with all the updates, wow, it's not quite the same game I played two years ago. Okay. This is, it's always fun. Always fun times. But um, that aside, and as we talk about games, uh, it gets us into uh, just the some topic. of which uh, Pirate Zaku brought up. Yep, the topic that's... of the day. So we want to look at this whole games as a service or the live service games that mm-hmm. are creeping up all over the place and to be honest seem to either be they're doing one of two things they're either mm-hmm. going to take over and become the norm or become what the comp- these companies want and have at least one or two titles that are forever being played cuz that's mm-hmm. what they want that's what they legitimately want. They want to have us playing these games forever. That's what that's what games of service is. Well, this is well, you're 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 not you're not wrong for sure. Uh, just as a as sort of a, a, a you know little more of a buffer here. Yeah. For our conversation, there was an article from uh, GamesIndustry.biz and uh, writer Raymond uh, Ari Fiat, Fianto. Uh, and he pretty much defines and breaks down like a lot of specifics to the uh, live service game um, that 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 framework. Uh, there's a, in fact, it's the article is called "A Crash Course in It." And just to, to quote here, and this is just a quote from the article: "A live service game's evolution could be so radical that it is unrecognizable from its initial launch form." Uh, Live service games need enough content and fun gameplay at launch to capture the attention of players, making them want to stick around for the journey. And so just that, just those those lines alone, I know I I quoted two different things, but I think they're very, um, I think it's very interesting considering how games have evolved. Uh, When you look at so many things in this framework of of, um, of 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 titles, when you look at things like goodness, Fantasy Star Online, and look at just you know when that was brought out, you know of course with advancements to the Dreamcast in Japan, and of course with America, and you know later the GameCube, just the advancement just to get it online, literally, and then you look at just so many. Things you could do, so much you could see. Um, at the same time, I think it, you know, just looking at those few quotes, aren't all games since the advent of, of such things as DLC, aren't they all live service games now? So I. Do you consider that? I I'm don't. Just gonna open it up here. I don't. And I'll tell you why. It's looking at how the model was really built, how you just expressed it. So, um, going back as a, you know, PC gamer, uh, from way back in the day, back before, you know, when we knew nothing, um, we just sat, we played the game and 
if we learned something new, we learned something and we were happy about it. Looking at what DLC was, DLC was always what they couldn't do. Now, in some cases, I'm going to say what they wouldn't do for the initial release or wouldn't put in for the initial release. Like, uh, so in terms of DLC, I think of probably one game that many uh, will remember, Diablo. Diablo 2, specifically, had uh, its Lords of Shadow. Um, uh, no, that's that's wrong. That Lords of Destruction. Uh, thought of the wrong flipping, <laughs> flipping game. Uh, Lords of Destruction um, DLC that added on to the existing game stuff that they... I went back and I played the game without the uh, Lords of Destruction DLC pack, and it felt very different. So much so that I probably would not play it again without it for that reason. It felt it, it felt that different um, in terms of things that were limited because they did just expand some things. They didn't add anything huge and, you know, massively world-changing like the expansions that we've had for World of Warcraft as an MMO which combines both of those worlds in my in my opinion but DLC has always just been that that little thing that that they couldn't do that's how well at least that's what I want it to always be is that thing that they couldn't do versus uh that thing that they they don't want to put in or they want to use later on to hit the um the dollar amounts that are actually needed to make the game worth it because uh I think in my opinion, and I think many will agree, 60 bucks for a game has not been the number to make it really worth the developers for a long time. You know, I, 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 I hope I'm wrong there. I wish I could say I'm wrong there, but it, it feels like with all the DLC that's expected now from offline titles and games that don't you know ones that do not require any internet connection for you to play that you can go to the store buy a copy or download it and turn off your internet and go from there those are um those are the games that i've that i know they're gonna have something they're gonna have something to to, to download uh, later on just to fill out whatever they wanted to have originally but games as a service, however, so back to Warcraft. I didn't get into Warcraft until the second expansion came out. The game, and I had seen the game played for a long time. And when the, well, let me rephrase it, when the first expansion came out um, from the original release. And it was almost like playing two completely different games because so much got tweaked, changed. And updated with that, with that pack, that it was almost like playing a brand new game. And it, when you first went into your explanation of it, I was going to say that you know it's it's debatable, but I think you've convinced me to really rethink it and you know see, and especially looking at how it was worded in the um, in the article, they're looking for like the community like if you're playing a game that has dlcs you're not necessarily interacting with a community 
And if you're thinking of a game as a live service game, you're going to have interaction with the community. So maybe something like Battlefront 2, maybe you can argue that FPS games fall into that category because even in the article it says you know player deaths and kills how much how much time you're logging in and then you've got these companies like blizzard and um bioware everyone that has these uh origin there we go they're logging you know when you're logging in some of these force you to actually have to log in even for offline games Mm -hmm. um which is kind of crazy when you think about it so you know they're tying in a live service piece uh, especially on the PC, because I think, what is it, isn't it Origin or EA? Somebody was doing something, I know it was a couple years ago, it was a big deal that you had to be online, you had to have a connection the whole time in order to even be able to play a single-player game. So, um, yeah, um, Steam has it, but that's for more for updates. Right. EA Origin did go that far, where if you weren't logged in to the Origin launcher, it's still kind of that way right now. Um, mm-hmm. like I play, uh, Burnout, uh, Paradise, the, the re the re-release on, on PC all the time. Um, it's one of the ones that I'm going to get set up for me and my son to play, but it doesn't give any kind of option to do any local co-op or, um, create your own local game that I've seen thus far. So I could be wrong about that bit, but I know, <clears throat> I know that just to play that game offline. I've got to be logged into the origin program. If I'm not, it's not letting me play. Mm-hmm. It actually will shut down the game. It'll shut me down cold and won't let me go any further into the, uh, into the startup, even though I actually purchased the game via steam originally. Mm-hmm. When they did, when EA did that whole, let me let's rip down everything with our name on it off of steam. And then you know, put us right where we are. Um, where you had to go get the EA Origin uh, application just to continue playing the games. It annoyed me. It annoyed me a good bit. But it wasn't as bad as I really thought, only because I wasn't counting. Uh, I wasn't counting my gigabytes. I was not, I don't have an internet plan where I am confined uh, that badly. I've mm-hmm. You know, with everyone in the house, um, I have touched like the 800 gigs of a of a terabyte when I was streaming, like probably once, twice, uh, two or three times a week for, um, you know, no more than four, no less than two to three hours. I was getting close to that, so it made me start thinking about it. But it's it I I was never really I was never really in any actual danger of hitting those caps. It's not like somebody who uses a hotspot from your cell phone carrier to give you the internet. It wasn't it wasn't that bad, but that was that's what made it annoying. Like if I ever got to a place where, you know, Comcast decided to go, oh hey, we are only going to give you, you know, five hundred gigabytes a month instead of this terabyte because we want you to pay more money. Which uh, I hope I'm not giving them any ideas. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna listen. They're gonna listen back on this. Just... It's like, oh, that guy. Go, hey, wait a minute. Like, if you're gonna do that, you better give me a commission. I just gave you an idea, and I want more money. <laughs> but um, you know, having uh, ha- having a having a limit like that, or 
knowing that there's a certain amount that you can only use in a one month cycle really makes you sit down and like, I, I don't, I'm playing an offline game. I don't want to log in to a system that is constantly checking how long I'm playing. I don't want it to send a kilobyte of data, let alone right. um, constantly prepare for updates or download them when I when I log in. I don't want them to do that. If I want to play offline, like like we do on consoles, that's why consoles have lasted as long as they have and are probably going to continue to last uh, beyond because you can turn the internet off. Right. And then, then you also have the argument of, you know, not even just thinking about if you're going to hit that cap and they're going to slow you down, but then you've got... Much like the argument was when Pokemon Go came out, what about people that live out in the Midwest or mm -hmm. people that live in areas where the internet may not be as stable or they, you know, it as crazy as it may sound, you can afford to get a console, but you can't afford to pay for the internet, whatever it is, you know, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what about those people that can't log in for that? Um, well, that's more for somebody who has a PC for Origin. But well, I mean, honestly, Microsoft uh, uh, let us see what it was like with the Xbox One when they uh, with the initial release, mm -hmm. when they sat down and said, "Hey, we're doing a online. Your system must connect online." That sent the whole world in a tizzy because even if you didn't live in the Midwest, say you were just somewhere where it happened to be that your internet connection was bogged down by a, a ton of people, or you lived in an area. Not a rural, say you lived in a city, but that city didn't have a great infrastructure or that city was a host to, uh, say, an Internet cafe that that business oh, is going to get oh, oh my is going to get much more uh, uh, priority on the bandwidth than the individual uh, user. Mm -hmm. They're going to get cut out. Just by by default, and you're saying I have to check online with you every time I want to play my game that I paid your 50, 60 bucks for, plus paid for the cost of the system. Like, I don't have that. It's easier to do a one-time cost than to know that you have a monthly fee. It's honestly the entire reason I haven't gone back into, into WoW. Like, I don't yep. want to pay 14, 15 bucks every month think, to play this game. And I think that's a pretty good segue. <laughs> <laughs> it is a pretty good segue. Uh, if anything, uh, Pyrozaku, see, you're, excellent stuff which brings into uh you know one of the big titles that's part of the live service game format it's a huge one it was one that was touted from last year going into this year and even for delays it you know it finally came out marvel's avengers and you know of course carrying the uh the name of the uh, you know, not just the Marvel brand, but of course of those iconic heroes and uh, being able to play as one of your favorites and join friends who, you know, comprise the team and you can go and do missions. So just on hand, it sounds like, OK, seems like they, you know, have an idea of what people want. And uh, that's Crystal Dynamics that developed it. Well, they go into the fray and uh, before you know it, um, there are problems. Lots of them. Um, now, apparently, the player base is dropped so low that matchmaking issues are very prevalent. And especially in something that involves coordination. So imagine 
Pyrozaku, Deckard Bane. Imagine being on a mission, and you have nothing but AI uh, players to back you up. Imagine that. And it's not just your usual, hey, beat up the bad guys. It's the, we need to stand in this spot kind of mission. Well, that's what's happened to uh, Avengers. Uh, and of course, in between that, delays with content, it's caused people to uh, go away in groves. So, so as far as delays in content, I need mm-hmm. everybody who is pissy about a delay in content from a game to <laughs> um kindly shut the fuck up yeah sit down <laughs> because no matter what you know as we were talking uh before we got online we're still in the middle of a pandemic people are working from home they're using the developers that you have the everyday person who does not have who I, I can guarantee you they're just like us paying for internet on a monthly basis, having to deal with some company who's like, Hey, here's your internet cap every month. They're sending out hundreds of gigs of data per, uh, per, you know, per update for this game. You know, why, why, why are we, why are we mad at them for doing the best that they can? Right. We shouldn't be there. Were, yeah. There was, a lot of people not it wasn't a huge uh it wasn't a big voice in final fantasy 14 there was there were some people that were upset that some of the patches were delayed and a majority of the player base was like no 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 y'all need to shut up yeah (laughs) it's pandemic worldwide everyone's doing what they can they haven't been in the office where they have everything most of them are working from personal computers it's not the same yeah, for the MMO players, like you guys should be super happy that they're able to keep up the basic server maintenance that needs to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not really digging in so deep as to like, oh, you, you haven't added in the patch or you haven't fixed that thing that you guys promised. Like, like yes, we understand that you're sitting at home, mm-hmm. and you may be sitting at home not by force. Because either your business lost whatever your business needed to stay afloat, whatever the case may be. And trust me, I I hear me 110%. I am super sympathetic with that because I came came from a business um, to my new job where there was a good shot that I could have been one of the people sitting at home who lost their job. Thankfully, I have a bit of that job security. Am I bombarded? By people every day, yes, I am, and you know, different different things cause their own different problems. But I know that when I go to work every day, I have to deal with a system. I have to deal with the maintenance options that I have available, and then I have to deal with the people, the people who constantly, constantly forget that we're in the middle of a pandemic. It hasn't gone away just because you feel like everything's opening back up. You're still wearing a mask every day just to go outside and go grocery shopping or to go pick up a um, a, a Mountain Dew. <laughs> this is true. This is valid. Basic. Don't things. don't don't give these uh-huh. don't give these people so much grief. I know I'm going on an off tangent there on, on the topic, but like don't give them so much grief about the product 
that they're still keeping alive for you to keep yourself sane. They're doing a crap ton of work in a really crappy situation. That's all I got to say. So about true. That. No, no, no. This is true. And I mean, and a lot of times the games, some games, as we've seen, uh, as we've all seen over time because of delays and circumstances that they're they're pushed out with, you know, hey, we'll we'll patch it. We'll we'll make it better. There's a way. And certainly Crystal Dynamics has taken note of the things that have been pointed out and, and they're trying to mitigate that stuff. But of course, like everyone, they're in, in midstream of a of a pandemic right now and uh, just a matter of balancing things out. But with the player base dropping uh, in spots, as, as, as you guys said, uh, people with the content stop whining, wait. But it does bring up some things. Um, why do some multiplayer online games make it and keep players and keep players for a long time? And Pirate Zaku, I, you, you answered some of that early on. And I'm going to ask you because you, you, you know this too well. But some are able to keep players. And why do others struggle, such as Avengers or even Destiny? Uh, Destiny 2 particularly had a, a struggle for some time and transitioned to a, a particular free-to-play element, which is another thing. Now... Is it the free-to-play element of some of these games that play a role in their success? Now, is it the overall interest, pending on respective games? Or is it the loot drops? Pirate Zaku, is it the loot drops? Do the loot drops make a difference here? <laughs> Give me the loot. Give me the loot. Give me the loot. <laughs> right? It's it's that instant gratification. I want the legendary piece on my first run. Please and thank you. Um to, to those of you that get legendary drops on your first run of anything that you're doing online, I hate you. Um, <laughs> no, I hate you too. Um, I, I can't stand you. I've quit a couple of uh, MMAs I hate you, because but you got... GG, good for you. Uh, yeah. Don't want to be toxic. Um... <laughs> oh no, I'm totally. I'm, I'm. I will just express that I am fully and utterly jealous of everything that your life exists with right now because you got that thing that I wanted. Right. <laughs> Like there's a new mountain in 14 that I wanted, and it's like there's people that got it in the first hour, and I was like, "Are you serious?" Oh, <laughs> but uh, anywho, so I think it's it, we. I don't think you can put it down to one thing. There, it's just such a complicated matter. Um, in terms of uh, Avengers or almost on any title that comes out, you're expecting to have a successful game. You're expecting to have people come in and have a large player base and have a good game because it's made by you know a AAA company. You've got you've got that name, for example, what we're talking about, Avengers. But then there's execution problems. Uh, they had a lot of issues when it launched. Uh, they had a lot of issues on that beta. Um, people found out, you know, it's a really short campaign. Okay, you know, there's a lot of games that don't even have a campaign to be in with, i.e. Fortnite. Um, well, it actually kind of does, but you have, you don't have, it doesn't even matter because it's just this co-op that has nothing to do with the, um, with the game. There's PUBG. Um, you've got so many of these games that also saturate the market. So there's another issue, but saturation, but I think it's, it's also, um, just timing. 
execution of just look at Final Fantasy XI and World of Warcraft. Final Fantasy XI actually still lives today, and they're still putting out a couple of patches every here and there and coming out with new updates. And it's and, not a small life either, because that game, has I been, got that game day one. I was super excited about it, just as excited as I was about Final Fantasy fourteen. In fact, I was so excited about Final Fantasy fourteen. I have the original collector's edition of that game, unopened. Ooh, I, I, I also purchased one point Y. <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one but, point Y, did you do this? Uh, but yeah, so it's like, for Final Fantasy and World of Warcraft, you've got these companies you've got square enix you've got blizzard these are huge established companies that you know that you can trust um 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more wait a minute i've heard that before that's the note jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade how'd you even know that because it's from geico yeah yeah wait here it is dear luke have a great summer p.s 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more love jeremy Geico's had this tagline for years, because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And then, like, I, I hadn't heard of the developer for Marvel's Avengers, but you've got that franchise name of Marvel. You know about some of the top games that they had um even some of the mobile games that were really fun for marvel but then you've got a game that is poorly executed um you've got games that are hyped up like no man's sky who it was that was supposed to be a huge massive game and then as soon as it comes out it's riddled with problems it's and then it takes them forever to fix it final fantasy 14 had that big issue where it almost completely it it pretty much crashed and burned because of how bad it was. And I remember that. Um, For anyone like, who didn't actually play Final Fantasy fourteen, this is what I loved when I played, when I started playing A Realm Reborn. Um, the fact that they incorporated how bad the original release was into the creation of the new game. The entire mm -hmm. world was destroyed for you to play this new one. Yep. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, they put it into the storyline. It was the... Seventh Umbral Catastrophe, basically, it didn't completely destroy the world, but yeah, it was it was a hell of a, an event. I'm Unfortunately, I missed it. I saw a couple of the videos of people like standing around watching uh, the meteor hit, mm -hmm. uh, which was pretty cool. But yeah, it's, it's just interesting that you're expecting these companies, you're expecting these titles because you know them to do well, and then sometimes they do flop. 14 did but um and then because world of warcraft is only two years younger than final fantasy 11 and world of warcraft is still a powerhouse with i don't I, I can't even keep track of how many um expansions they've had um and then of course that had its issues within the last couple of years um 
with people saying, you know, it's it's getting a little dry on content. People or the the company isn't listening to its player base. It's do they're doing what they want. Um, but yeah, it's when it comes to some of them flopping, it's I think it's also timing because um, when you've got uh, the market that's so oversaturated with um, games like PUBG, PUBG was a phenomenon. Like I don't know if they really expected that to really take off, but it did. And then Fortnite came and took that crown. And then you've got Apex Legends recently. That was the uh, flavor of the month, and a lot of people yeah. still play it. Now there's Warzone. They got in the game. People recognize Call of Duty, and they executed well because it's something that they know. They just never necessarily implemented into their game. But then you've got other companies that tried to take a bite out of that. Um, I can't remember some of the other smaller titles that came out, but they some people like had fun with it, but then it just disappears. It goes off into the sunset. Um, so it's it's so much about timing the company how they model it and sometimes it's name recognition but not always like with PUBG and uh Fortnite I think what happens Very with well those said. games is they you're you're right they end up finding they find that formula and they hit it or they get lucky and the thing that they made it's just everybody's like, hey, this is awesome. We all need to play it. And everyone starts playing it. And then you also have that um, the unknown element. And I think we are all, I'm a part of that unknown element um, called being a parent. Because there's so many parents out there who just haven't a clue what their kids are playing. They just don't. All they know is my son heard that their friend Timmy or uh, 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 Jane was playing XYZ game and they're all excited to play it and it's on the phone and it's free. It doesn't cost me any money. So I'm going to go ahead and let them play it. And there you, and there you have it. It's like these. my son's sitting right next to me. Bane Jr. sits here. He wants to play a game like he wants to play Genshin Impact. The only thing stopping him from playing that game under his profile is on on the PlayStation 4 is the fact that he has to have his own um, PlayStation Plus account. And that's not in the budget. <laughs> and if uh, if he earns his phone back, then, you know, maybe we can we can do something with that. But I'd rather him be on on a console where I know he can play without having without having anything crazy happen. If that makes sense. I can keep an eye. I don't have to worry about daddy, my phone ran out of space, blah blah blah, because of XYZ update and the other fifteen billion apps that I have on my phone. I don't have to worry about that. He gets to play his he, he can play the game once we can get it and he, he may enjoy it. I enjoy the crap out of Genshin Impact because it's an RPG. It's an RPG in the style that I like. I get to beat up things. I get to fly around. I get to play, and I'm I'm gonna steal from the folk who got mad at the game originally because uh, we talked about it last week. 
where people, you know, called it a Zelda clone, that they stole some of the design from Zelda. And it's like, no, they created uh, Zelda. Nintendo did what Nintendo does. They innovated something new, interesting, and really, really fun as far as the gameplay mechanics are concerned. Why wouldn't you want to have such a game uh, made again or do something a little different? And make it free I mean, and, and make accessible it free. to people that don't have a Switch. Yep. And and it, and, it go, and it plays into that niche that has gotten so popular within the last, last couple of years. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it, it has a gotcha element, doesn't it? It does. There is a there is a gotcha element of sorts to uh, Genshin Impact uh, because, uh, if anything, there are characters uh, that you can buy. Um, I know for a fact because our own uh, Harvester plays the game, yep. and he has told me about these uh, characters. So there is a gotcha element, uh, Pirate Zaku, and in fact, that plays a role uh, per uh, the article uh, quoted earlier, and that's the you know what you and in, and in, in, in Deckard Bain have stated: monetization, 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 money, 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 money. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Um, there is a, 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 you know, games are made, of course, you know, not just for our amusement and for us to be ooh and ah. They're also made by companies who make them for profit, to they're, survive. They're there to make money. That's what mm-hmm. too many people forget. It's like, what, what was the last big game um, that came out that was made by, it was like, I, I, I really wish I could remember the name. It was a group of friends that made the game. They put the game out there totally for free. They ended up becoming like millionaires behind it because the rest of the industry said, hey, we need to get this. One of the big developers were like, look, we're going to we're going to pay you now to keep this game up to date and to fix this, fix that. And we're going to distribute this for you. I mean, it's happened on a bunch of games. So you guys can probably think about whatever game you want that fits that particular bill. Small company, small indie that, you know, guys working out of their garage or um, a team of people working in, in, in the living room or across the street because they were friends for, you know, 20 some years or they met in college or you, we've all heard a story like it where they started with nothing. They did it for fun. And it blows up and makes them uh, uh, makes them super important. Uh, actually, on Netflix, um, you get to hear a story like that from. Give me a second here. I think the documentary series is called High Score. Not High Score Girl. Not to be confused yeah. with High Score Girl, but High Score. <laughs> also a good... That was really good. Yes. Um, but High Score gives you, like, one of the very first uh, parts in that document, in the docuseries, goes into how we got Miss Pac-Man. How we got okay. versions of Asteroids. That, you know, by different names, games by different names, but they were made by groups of people who were like, oh, man, I'm not having fun with this game anymore because I was able to figure out the patterns. I was able to figure out how this game worked. So they decided to make their own modification. They were making their own boards. Other people wanted it. And they ended up turning it into a business. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. That's what I'm talking about. Those things do not happen with every game. Not everybody's making a game for the sake of making a game and to have fun with 
you know, their select group of friends. Cause I, yeah, I, I would think that if I ever made a game, um, right now, considering that I don't work for Nintendo, Sony, I don't work for Bethesda or any of those companies, I'm making it so you guys can play it. So you guys can play with me. I'm not making it for anybody else. I'm not making it for any other reason. I'm making it so my son can have a game that he can say, my daddy made a game and I can give him some bragging rights on the playground. That's spirit. I think that, uh, that definitely is father of the year material for sure. Hey, I, you know, honestly, if my dad came up and said he made a game for me, uh, for me to play and I could, uh, go back to, um, the me from 19, uh, I would go and, uh, I, I I would brag all day long, but every other company that's out there, they're, they're there to make money. It's, it's always, uh, it, sorry folks. It's always about the dollar or the yen or, 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 or the rupee or the ruble or whatever you want it to be. It's always <laughs> <Thank> about, <laughs> it's always about the money. Never. It's even if the original intent was to make an awesome game, they're still a part of a company. And once they become a part of that company, publicly traded or not, um, if they're out trying to sell this game in a store, the magic word is sell. Plain and sell simple. Sell indeed. Plain and simple. I'm sorry to, to interject. I, 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 I wish, yeah, I, I wish it could be something else, but that's that's the reality. They're there to sell you a product. Well, they're there to sell you a product at the end. Of course, part of that is also selling uh, an experience, and that actually is a good uh, transition. Uh, Pirate Zaku, as you have uh, just described, along with uh, Deckard Bain, the history of not just uh, you know touching on the history of Final Fantasy XI, as well as Final Fantasy XIV, uh, the foray into um, you know the MMO uh, scene. Essentially, you have been. I've I've followed you on, you know, Twitch. Uh, you can check check him out on Twitch at uh, Pirate Zaku. Definitely want to for his adventures. Uh, and I see you're just doing the airships and and just different quests. Uh, just abound. So, looking at particularly the the concept and namely to fourteen, and all the content that's been out for for. 14 from the beginning to around reborn and the expansion packs um what has kept that it's what has kept that going essentially because it doesn't seem like especially you given the the, the amount of time that's 14's been around since really uh you know from its original form in, in 2010 to where we are now in, in 2020 um you know, what's kept you coming back, Pirate Zaku? What's kept you to this game? Uh, part of it's the community. Like, pretty much with any game you play, you, especially with MMOs, though, it's community. Um, once you find a group of friends, like, because um, back in, when I used to play Eleven, um, I tried, I didn't necessarily hop around with, back then, in 11 we had link shells and these link shells were basically what a guild is in any other mmo um and you know you get a core group of friends and you would um basically get to adventure do all these different things take down monsters bosses whatever um and then the same thing goes in 
in 14. Um, when 14 released, a bunch of us from 11 tried our best to try and get into the same server, but then, of course, 14 was so bad. <laughs> yeah. um, and we couldn't organize as well as you can now with Discord. Discord wasn't a thing back then. Um, it was just a little bit more difficult to try and um, organize and making sure that you got on the right server, that everyone was where they trying to start in the same city, or not necessarily the same city, but at least just in the same server. Um, and then it all just kind of fell apart from there. People went back to 11. Um, I personally couldn't go back to 11 because um, I ended up having computer issues and I wasn't able to get another laptop to be able to play for a good while. So I just basically had to unfortunately quit. And I still have like these nostalgic feelings of playing 11, how much time I invested in 11. Um, and with 14, it's it's been the storyline has definitely been bringing me back. Uh, the great Yoshi P, Naoki Yoshida, uh, the savior, if you will, of <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen. He was brought in. Um, and FYI, if you're not, if you haven't heard, he's also supposed to be one of the uh, producers, or he's he's got one of the higher up jobs for fifteen as well. Or I'm sorry, sixteen. What am I saying? Sixteen for the latest uh, Final Fantasy that's coming out. Um, but he he created like this work ethic in the in the studio for 14. He has this calendar. They're coming out with patches every so often, or exactly every three months, like half patches. Then there's the full patch. A couple months after that, um, they outline everything. Um, so it's not just the community being able to make friends, to be able to talk to, play with. Um, and have fun but it's the it's the storyline <laughs> the especially with Shadowbringers, holy crap yes if not if you haven't had the chance to watch people play it look up on on youtube like i hope you don't ruin it if you if you plan on playing final fantasy 14 don't ruin it but oh my god the storyline in 14 in shadow not gonna lie i cried multiple times it's amazing the stuff they put together for that pack. Oh, it's crazy. And and it just ties in everything that you've done in the game since the relaunch. You it brings back characters, uh it ties into what happened obviously. I mean, they're tying in previous um expansions, but oh my god, the the storyline the writing the voice acting i i didn't listen to it in in japanese uh the english voice actors i think did a phenomenal job um you know because some games voice acting is sometimes can be subpar but uh like even if i had listened to them i i know that a lot of people are really happy about the japanese voice actors and i do i've seen some clips of them speaking in japanese and they do a great job too obviously <laughs> um but just the writing it's it's so powerful they made such an amazing storyline wow. don't want to don't want to spoil it for anyone but oh my god like during one of the last boss fights uh before the like the two latest patches like all i know is that everyone in chat that was doing it for the first time was like oh my god ah! <laughs> if you're struggling with alcohol or drugs recovery centers of america can help 
The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today at our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. (laughs) It was was so good, so good. The fact that it's so enthralling, um, that's ultimately what, what gaming's about to bring that. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. And so I, I do have a follow-up, Pirate Zaku. So since that time, and, and you mentioned some patches, are there any, because Final Fantasy 16 has been announced, are there any other plans moving forward for 14? Are they are they going to just wrap things up with 14 and, 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 and maybe... Just put everything uh, since you you, you already uh, you know named the producer who basically uh, saved the initial project of fourteen to bring us the the greatness that you just described. Um, what are the plans for fourteen moving forward? Uh, well, Yoshi P is actually going to be working on both projects simultaneously, um, oh. which is pretty cool, pretty crazy too. Um, but he he still has it planned for the team that's in charge of 14 to continue with the schedule um and there's already been hints for the next um expansion uh they're still not completely done with the story for Shadowbringers. um they just released a patch this past week that introduced a brand new um area to and the next step for our relic weapons because the um Level cap was up to level 80, and because of the pandemic, they had to slow things down. They tried their best to try and keep up some things, but um, uh, recently, like I said, they just released this latest patch, the Relic Weapons. People are excited about it. They're, um, uh, like, I actually just got my first um, upgrade. They made it super easy to get these Relic Weapons. Um, They learned from their very first attempt at relic weapons at level 50 uh if you ever played and you know about those level 50 um quests i'm actually still on one (laughs) i'm still on one of the steps i don't have one of the level 50 relics um but uh i just finished my bard one because i'm a bard main um it's i actually lost my train of thought (laughs) um so yeah the the plans are that they're going to keep going with the with the story they're um and that they're still going to be working on it. Now, how much 
how much longer. I'm sure they're going to keep trying to make it last as long as they can. Like, like Bane said, that's they want it, or and and you as well, um, found our great founder. Uh, it's something that they want to keep going forever. Uh, it's not something that they want to shut down. It's um, it's a money maker. Uh, whether it's you paying for your uh, monthly sub, or even paying for extra cosmetic stuff because uh, they do have a shop where you can outright buy mounts or buy old outfits from old events uh, or even some exclusive outfits from real life events um, but yeah as far as I know they're still on track to keep going for a long time Let me give you an idea of how long this could go. I'm going to read you the release date for Final Fantasy XI, which is still being patched today. It released May 16th in 2002. That's its original release date, May 16th of 2002. And they actually had a collab with 14, and there was 14 content that made it into XI a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. and characters from 11 came into 14 and it was a really cool uh crossover it sounds like it oh actually the the subscription fee is a little down so if that's true it's only 13 bucks a month now instead of 15 (laughs) like it used to be wow wow that if anything uh pirate zaku certainly grand news to hear um you know so it sounds like pretty much this this the style is you know the style can be executed well considering 14's example uh especially you know from its initial incarnation to you know what we have now i think um if anything uh developers can can learn from it can still learn from it um especially as you stated, timing is everything, and 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 given so many entries in the in, in the industry now, I think um, it's it's int- it's an interesting time to see this 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 style be around and and, and be competitive because there's so much competition. Um, as you stated, so many that have um, emerged, uh, and it's kind of funny considering what Avengers is going through because. It wasn't that long ago that uh, another game uh, went through a similar drop in in player base, and because of, of 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 issues with the developer, and that game uh, was Anthem. <laughs> hmm. so, hmm. you know. I was I was hyped for that, and then I just never ended up getting it. But I heard it it yeah it dropped like a rock. So I ended up getting it because around that time um, when Anthem was still, well, they were still trying, let me say that. Um, I bought my my recent laptop. Uh, this laptop had, got, it had a 2060 Super, a 2060 Super in it. Uh, so, you know, I, I got the game for free. And I'm like, okay, that's uh, that that's awesome. I I got this game, and I, I lie to you not like it felt like just a couple of months later, they were like, and here's all these problems. Here's why no one's playing this game. 
so I never actually, I never even gave it the time. Never even gave it the time because it was, it, it, it was hurting so bad from, from itself. It seemed mm. that that's, that that's kind of what seemed to be the issue. Like the, the, the people who were making this game just weren't, there was something missing that they weren't doing or they did do right. And correct me if I'm wrong, and I I would really like to be wrong. Um, this was an EA production. Yes, it was. Yes. It's in the game. And EA has done some... Uh, I want to say since Need for Speed... Since the Need for Speed games were hot stuff on the PlayStation 1, when we got to PS2 and EA started realizing that they had a few cash cows. And then directly after the whole NFL contract acquisition, EA got lazy. EA got lazy and they started finding any and every way they could to cut corner. And then they would go buy up some ginormous publisher that was important to the video game community just to shut them down and to absorb the IP that they were never going to use because they either they wouldn't use it for another extra game or they made that extra game and then they made it horrible. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get what is wrong <laughs> with that company. Sometimes it's like, sometimes they hit it out of the park and then sometimes they go and buy Bioware. Well, yeah, this, oh. So and they murder given that what no, was Kotor. <laughs> the fact that Bioware, which I know Bioware had had its its changes um, over the years, and, and their their founding roster had changed um, as time went on. Just a lot of ingredients here that you would think on paper, at least with just Bioware alone, considering Halo's history, that um, okay, this could be good. It's it's Halo, but also Iron Man. And then the game comes out and does not meet expectations on a lot of fronts. That's very kind and of you just, to say it, that so nicely it, as it doesn't meet expectations. Which is, this is sad, sad, sad deal. Um, another game that, that had sort of a, a weird element to its expectations Um there was still an appeal, and there's still an appeal there because people love the the play style and I believe the the company involved, and that's uh you know none other than a game I play, and that's uh Destiny Two. So Destiny Two, of course, followed up the original Destiny, um, and as time went on, of course, they expanded their story, their their content, immense content. Uh, balance out the gameplay because I remember in some uh, team battles in Destiny 2, it would get all kinds of wonky with some weapons. Like, oh, yeah, okay, if I run into this, this is automatic death. Okay. If I run into this with a teammate, this is also automatic death. Okay. So, you know, with Bungie at the helm, eventually it become a free to play. And I think that was the biggest surprise, uh, just in general, was the you know, the fact that. And you know just as well as I do, Deckard Bane, we know people who purchase the content 
before the free to play element. So it, it goes into that sort of territory. So I'm going to tell you why I I was in love with Destiny when it first came out. Sure. Mm-hmm. I was very happy with that game. Here was my problem with the original Destiny. Okay. I went and paid for the season pass for that game day one ready to go for all the for all the everything that was going to happen because right when destiny came Mm -hmm. out i had to have surgery on my leg i was out of work for four months on Mm -hmm. um you know short-term disability i had a whole lot of time to play that game and i enjoyed it then i went back to work i had school school became um you know took a little bit more effort um than i wanted it to but it was you know of course worth it and then i come back and i'm like okay they're coming out with the uh that first the big expansion for destiny for the original and they said oh yeah that's not a part of the season pass that you bought Mm -hmm. it's like what and i i i legitimately looked at my computer and yelled excuse me I scream, I'm like, you, you just took all of this money from me. And now you're telling me I, I effectively paid you 110 bucks for all of the content that you were going to put out. And now you have to say that I need to put out another, what was, it? I think it was like 30, $30 for that, uh, for the next, uh, expansion. I believe so. If I'm not mistaken. And I, I about that. I wanted to find someone at Bungie and 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 kick them in the junk. Because at that point, I felt like they had just wasted my time. Right. And they were just trying they they were legit trying to run my pockets. They were, they were just there to take my money. And I said, "Nope. Mm-mm. Not doing this. Not doing it at all." And I stopped playing the game. I enjoyed the game. I really did. But I just gave you a hundred and twenty of my dollars. Mm. Why are you going to give me a new expansion pack that does not? It's not a part of this hundred and twenty dollars that I just gave you. Like, why is that a thing? Why does that exist? It's kind of like when uh, Call of Duty. Mm-hmm pulled their crap and had you spending what was it 40 or 20 bucks for a dot sounds about right i remember the i remember the dlc for uh for 20 bucks for to, to change the color the, of your reticle there's several call of duties we get I, I don't care which one i saw it in a couple of different <laughs> ones why are you charging me to change the color of a dot Right, and then there was there was also the huge what uh the season pass thing really really messed with a lot of people's heads and and now now it's commonplace like yeah it's it's in everything it's Fortnite Fall Guys um the new what is it Warzone now it's it's part of everything the season passes are part of everything now so and now it's just a fact I of life except that season passes are there because to me. Again, I look at it, um, I look back on N64. N64 games were 70 bucks. Um, in two, what was it, 2003, 2004 was when games went to $60 minimum. 
That right. was the that was the regular pricing. And I said, huh. I really looked at it and I'm like, games haven't taken a price jump for any other reason other than back when they were connected to physical hardware. Because at that point, you know, you're looking at a disc. Disc was plastic. It didn't cost as much. We didn't have a run on plastic or anything like that or the uh, the metallic component that would require a price hike. So I'm like, I know these games, considering the jumps in fidelity that were coming out left and right, the um, mm-hmm. the money being paid out for the soundtracks because they weren't they weren't using in-house as much anymore. They every time you turned around a new game like when Final Fantasy 13 came out. Um I I don't even know what the lady's name was, but they just kept touting her music. I know being, you're talking about the singer, the singer, yeah. Yeah, the, it's like, okay, like who is this woman? I don't care about her. Why are you why are you doing this? Why is this a big deal? Why are you paying all this money for this woman? And then what are you going to how are we going to end up paying that? Paying that back to you? For you to have the singer on on the game, not that her music wasn't wasn't good or anything. It's just I didn't care. Oh, you're talking about uh, the song uh, "My Hands" from yeah. Leona Lewis. Yes, thank you, Leona Lewis. Uh, okay. I again didn't care. Like having her song in the game meant so nothing to me. It's like okay, nice. I'm glad that you have this person. If she really love this game, she would uh, go ahead and do this for the fact that you're already famous. Uh, you, you don't need to have, you know, your name all over the daggone place for a video game. Not bad to put on the resume, though. Say that, hey, your your song was in a Final Fantasy game? It, in it, a numbered Final Fantasy game? Yeah, that, I mean, great for the resume, but it's like, what are... What did us as the consumer have to pay for that? The number that you never hear about. Oh, I was, I, was uh, I wanted to interject. I'm sorry to fix my statement on the whole thing about season passes. Because the way that they first came out mm-hmm. was you had to get it if you wanted DLCs. Like you paid. I I remember for Battlefield, you paid like the extra fifty or sixty dollars, basically the price of the game in order to keep getting DLCs for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. But now, of course, the model has changed for season passes, and it's you can pay for it if you want uh, cosmetic stuff, if you want extra cosmetic stuff, which Mm. is, I think, a little bit better. It makes sense. I don't mind that when you're asking me to, to pay for a cosmetic thing that requires a little extra programming charge me a couple bucks put it out there but uh, i'm I'm gonna look it up real quick so uh pardon the typing sure um sure i i, I want to just 20 bucks for a for a reticle i haven't really woken up oh, until i've had my mcdonald's breakfast deal and i know this is true because before breakfast <laughs> i put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Yeah. Not 20 bucks for a reticle. That, that's ridiculous. It's like... Oh, indeed. All you did was change the color of what? 
a four by four pixel spot on the screen. And you're saying that's worth $20 where a skin for an entire gun could cost me a buck. That makes no sense. Stuff like that makes no Uh, sense. And I, I want to interject as well to, uh, you know, just to add to uh, matters to your statement of just the, the price of games, as well as just looking at legacy itself, legacy stuff here. So when you look at Anthem and Destiny stories are kind of sad because Bioware, of course, they're, you know, you look at their legacy with uh, Mass Effect, Dragon Age. Um, then you have Bungie, of course, with Halo. So that's to clean up my, uh, my statement earlier. So then you look at anthem that follows in destiny 2 and you're like yeah that's kind of kind of sad and especially with deckard bane's uh example unfortunately very 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 sad very sad and it's like the prices have it's weird so the prices have decreased but now you have this element where content is the content varies now where at least with 70 Back in the times of N64, the original PlayStation, uh, the Sega Saturn in its time, you had complete games. You had content on those discs, but you just played to unlock them. But now it's like, okay, now the games are 60, but you're paying, you know, more depending on your game to to balance out. And one game specifically that uh, brought matters into the fray, as far as like, controversy monetization is none other than star wars battlefront 2 remember that oh that was a special that was a funny shit (laughs) again another game that i bought excited because i was ready to play um our dear friend and an egg i was ready to go in in this game ready to play with Justin, ready to hop on with the Harvester. We can get him to buy it. And I was ready to sit down that holiday, use whatever little bit of time I had between working a retail schedule, having class to try to grind out what I needed to grind out to get Luke Skywalker to find out that I needed to, to hear before I even got my hands on that game and got the plastic off that it was going to require me to play for at least a month straight. Not play the game for a month for 30 days, but to put to play this game like it was my second job for eight hours to unlock one character. And then you did your best to give me all kinds of crazy pay to win crap. Like, I hate that. I hate, hate that. Like, I think the world hates that so much that they won't even play a a free-to-play game that tries to pull the pay-to-win crap. Well, there's a few of those that have it. There's a few that have it. Um, Now, of course, you know, it it differs depending on uh, some games out there. Uh, One game I believe we're all familiar with, in a way, Overwatch. And so Overwatch had its element with, just mostly cosmetics because uh the characters were free the character updates were free every new member you got to the roster uh just when it came to costumes 
you had like the in-game currency to buy particular things to get like a loot layout and depending on whatever loot would pop out uh, and of course it's randomized so that's the thing but it was nowhere near the insanity of uh, star wars battlefront 2 that caused the senate subcommittee hearing on if uh gaming equals gambling well here's a, Which, uh, here's another game that honestly i was surprised and that whole mess never got brought up um, especially since uh, cell phones and, and mobile gaming is as big as it is worldwide, not just in the U.S., Marvel's Contest of Champions. I never actually played it. I didn't play it because at the time I was still working um, in retail. I was an assistant manager and my store manager, he played the game. He played the game so much that he had to play it while at work. Whenever he got an opportunity and had a minute of downtime, he would go home and play for hours so that he could get everything that he needed to unlock all the characters that he needed to stay high level. Now, him staying high level, to give you a frame of reference, he was in one of the high-ranking guilds at the time. Now, this was... Uh, what, oh man, I want to say like four years ago, four or five years ago at this point, he okay. told me what the rest of his, um, oh, my son is playing uh, Need for Speed Payback. Um, <laughs> I can't do anything about that. Sorry. Um, he was playing. Oh, no, did we lose him? Oh, did we lose Deckard Bane? Deckard oh. Bane, are you still on? Deckard Bane. Let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's see. Deckard Bane is uh, trying to get back to us here. Uh, I do see him on uh, the icon here. Deckard Bane. I think it's picking up our feed. <laughs> Uh, it is picking up our feed though for sure. Okay. Uh, let's look. Give me. Uh, I'm sorry. My son, yeah, my son had hit the button and muted me. Uh, give me a second. Let me mute him and move him over to the television. <laughs> Fun things happen here with uh, with 16-bit sushi, folks. This happens, uh, you know. Quite a bit as far as just the enthusiasm. We're all excited to uh, talk about our favorite things here. Yeah, when you have uh, when you have a house of gamers, when you're building them, I'm building new gamers for the new generation. The the new people who are going to be out here griping about you know whatever it is that they want to gripe about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like he he shocked me into never playing that game. With the fact that. I want to say a few weeks later, another coworker started playing Contest of Champions with him. And they were just showing each other, you know, what they were doing back and forth. And the guy who started brand new could get nowhere. He had been locked out because this game had such a high pay cap on it. He, he couldn't he couldn't do anything. If he didn't sit down and legitimately give up. Half his time, like my boss, my boss at the time would 
not really complain, but he would sit down and try to figure out how he was going to legitimately have fun with this game that he really enjoyed playing, mm-hmm. but also not have his girlfriend, his longtime girlfriend, uh, uh, mad at him. Constantly oh. mad at him because he'd be up till two, three in the morning playing this game after he came home at six, seven o'clock that night, still playing this game. It's like that, that that was, she was mad. He was getting frustrated. He eventually did put the game down. So that, that, that's the good part to the story. His relationship saved girlfriend's not angry. Um, so, you know, anyone listening, you don't have to worry about that. He did the right thing. He put it down. And his wallet was saved, hopefully. Well, his, his wallet was never in danger. It was his time. Oh. He oh. never paid a dime. But he legit put almost 10, 12 hours into playing this game every single day. Every single day. Like, when he would call to check in on the store on his days off, he would have me on speakerphone, and I could hear him tapping the phone as he's playing Marvel Contest the Champions. <laughs> That's crazy, especially for a mobile game. But you know that that brings in a, a topic that you can talk about for days, weeks. You know, save it for another episode. But about how it you can become either addicted to a game or how the game becomes your second job. Because I mean, I can attest to that. Not with a mobile game, but with Final Fantasy XI. Um, back when I was in, I wasn't in like one of the super top competitive guilds, but we were, you know, somewhere in the middle. And you would have to compete against other guilds that were dedicating. They literally would dedicate time. They would have people take shift waiting for notorious monsters to spawn. Mm-hmm. And it became a second job. Like you had a schedule in these guilds. If you yep. were going to be competitive, you had to follow the schedule. At Monday nights was this event. Tuesday nights was this event. So it it can these things can become like a job. And um, as fun as as fun as much fun as you can have playing it, it can also definitely burn you out. No, so definitely, true. definitely. Too much of a good thing is. Uh... Too much of a good thing can be bad for you. Well, say I do miss running around sour to bar to uh, killing onions and those damn trolls. I don't remember all their names because it's been haven't played that game since two thousand eight. But God, I miss I miss Final Fantasy Eleven so much. <laughs> like, I still have the I still have the PS two. I, I love that game so much. I still have the box that the PS2 hard drive and game disc came in. I have all of that. My PS2 still has the hard drive for Final Fantasy XI installed. Because if you didn't know, you could actually use the hard drive as extra storage for the game. And Lord Hater has joined us. Yes, he has. <laughs> now, welcome. The Filthy welcome, Casual uh, is welcome here. Welcome back. Filthy Casual has come into the into the uh, fray here. How you doing, uh, Filthy Casual? <laughs> now, some of you, it's been a long time, you may not recognize, but Filthy Casual is uh, the usual co-host here for 16-Bit Sushi. How is it going, old friend? Um, it's going okay. Um, I look at the time, and I realize, I was like, oh, 
yeah, there's recording going on. And I'm bogged down with stuff, but I, I was like, well, let me jump in and uh, be all rude and stuff. <laughs> well, <No> that's <laughs> well, it quite all right. We were just talking about uh, we were talking about how, how the live service element of gaming has has grown and how uh, and Pirate Zaku brought up a good point, how it can become your second job and exhausting and uh, pretty, you know. There's a lot there, lot to lot to chew on, lot to think about. Um, and he was talking about how with guilds and competing against particular guilds, uh, just when you came into the fray. Mm, I do not miss those days. Well, to an extent, because um, I started with uh, with all that the whole gaming service. I started with Ultima, and then moved on to. World of Warcraft. I played Ragnarok online for a little bit. Um, and, you know, got very used to, hey, pay this monthly subscription and spend hours upon hours grinding out levels, doing PvP, stuff like that. And so then, you know, fast forward to playing more on console as of late, Monster Hunter and uh, Avengers as of recently, which I won't get into, you know, my feelings on that. Um, we talked about that earlier, <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, uh, you know, we have a, a new game that surfaced kind of in that arena, although it's, um, they haven't started doing DLC, things like that, a paid DLC, and that's Ghost of Tsushima. I'm really hoping Sucker Punch keeps the game the way it is, but the popularity, of course, is going to grow because of the new multiplayer. So I'm really wondering where that's going to, you know, head to. Um, and I do agree with, um, you know, Zaku that it becomes a job. It, it, it becomes a job because especially we're talking about guilds. Mm-hmm. Me and Mr. Rose worked with a guy who literally, literally said to us. Are we, are we calling him Mr. Rose? No, we're just uh, calling him uh, just Justin. Just Justin. Yes. Just that, that's Justin. that's so that's what he wants to go by. Officially? Yes, he prefers yep, just Justin. Yep, 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 yep. All right, cool. So, so the so, yeah, so there's there was a guy we worked with who told Justin and me because we were all playing World of Warcraft. I need to be off by six p.m. If you put on the schedule that I, I'm here till five. I need to leave at five. If you put on a schedule, I'm here to seven. I'm leaving at seven. Whole reason, World of Warcraft, because he had to go home and raid. That shit was serious. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm raiding in here. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop making all that noise. <laughs> There was one time he actually, uh, and just and piggyback off of what Zaku said, there was one time that things were dragging a bit. So it's time for him to go. It's like maybe two or three minutes after. And you could see the look on his face like he is fuming. And He's about to run out of there like Leroy Jenkins, wasn't he? Yeah. I, Leroy! I, I, walk out, I, walk, I walk out on the floor. I walk out onto the floor. I see, you know, he's looking pissed. And I'm like, oh, no, nobody sent him home. 
<laughs> and so I called over to him. I said, my man, get out. We got it. He was like, you sure? I was like, absolutely. I was like, go home, get your raid on. And so somebody who worked with us was like, he, he's leaving? I was like, yeah, he got an emergency. He's got to go. <laughs> he shows up like the next day. He's like, thank you, man. I was like, but did you win? Did you win? Did you win? He's like, yeah, we did okay. We did all right. But one guy wasn't geared, but we made up for it. I was like, oh, man. I don't miss it. I don't, I don't miss it, but you get thrown back into it. If you're playing Avengers, if you're playing uh, Monster Hunter, if you're playing anything that requires you to have a gear level, yeah, it may not be as intense, but it's getting there, man. <laughs> it's getting there. Well, like, there's a few of them. There's there's quite a few. And, and to your uh, to your statement, uh, it it can get that way. And to uh, Pyrozaku's statement of community. Uh, early on in the show and there's a lot of games um here that not only have their communities but you know intense element of of progression uh that plays into that live service element whether it's it's stuff in in japan such as a border break which was a arcade game that um alongside a little title that filthy casual and i talk about uh yakuza aka ryuga gotoku uh saved sega uh, it became a free-to-play game via um, PS4 in Japan. Mm. Um, you have other titles, of course, such as Fantasy Star Online 2. Of course, the new Genesis uh, 2 upgrade will be coming to uh, Xbox and PC exclusively. So that is going to be its own uh, mass community and job element, as seen by the Japanese version of um, said game. Um of course, you have like n- smaller titles like Let It Die from uh, Suda51. That, that was good. <laughs> the music was great in that game. Oh my goodness. They, yeah. they, it was good. They, they, they certainly, it was an experimental element like a lot of his games. So it lived up to Suda's and Grasshopper's, uh, you know, element of, hey, let's try this. And wasn't disappointing at all. The fact it had a story uh, to the mix of it, and which to Pirate Zaku's credit, the story uh, definitely is is something that will, if the story's good, it'll make you stick around. But of course, for the other games that have pretty big communities that have leagues, obviously uh, Fortnite comes to mind, Apex Legends, uh, and even the the sort of Me Too games that you know, around in that mix too to say, hey, we can kind of do the Overwatch sort of thing and Fortnite sort of thing too. That's uh Rogue Company and uh Valorant, uh Valorant. That's another one that's advertised. And they they're supposed to boast pretty sound communities where you just do stuff. It's like especially Fortnite, where that's like a sandbox. Mm-hmm. It's one game that I'm really upset didn't take off and it released just around the same time as Overwatch. Like, not knocking on Overwatch, because they definitely... Uh, Blizzard did a great job with it. Um, uh, Jeff Kaplan, he he did a really great job working on that. But Battleborn. Did anybody remember Battleborn? Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. Battleborn. I remember vaguely. It, incredibly hilarious voice lines. It it, it was basic... It was um kind of... It wasn't necessarily like uh, Overwatch, because it was more of the... Um, League of Legends esque uh, 
way of playing it with little AI bots that you have to try and escort. Uh, I I'm so upset that that game just didn't get the traction that it could have because uh, it was a great game. Actually, because you mentioned uh, uh, Chris earlier, you mentioned Sega, and with Sega's acquisition of Atlas. And they, there was a free-to-play MMO that a lot of people didn't know about in 2007 that died, unfortunately. Um, it lasted seven years, which was a sight better than a lot of other games, but it was uh, Shin Megami Tensei Imagine, where they kind of took the Nocturne style, where you had to go find, beat, and then convince these demons to join your side, you did this in an MMO style and you had dungeon runs, you had raids. I played that game for probably about six, eight months. Um, and it was very good. It did shift and change and grow really rapidly, but it just didn't get the, uh, didn't get the love to, you know, last nearly 20 years. Like, um, wow. And final fantasy, uh, 11 is going to, and if they make it till 2022, which I don't doubt they will. Wait, is Guild Wars still around? Because I know that was that was a big that tried to make it big in the MMO scene, um, especially with the fact that you didn't have to pay a monthly subscription; you just paid a little bit extra for the game, and you could play for free online. Is, is that still around? I think. So it looks yeah, it like it is. It is. Guild Wars it and is. Guild Wars Two is still very much around. Yeah. I'm I'm legit on their uh, website right now. Yeah, I, I just logged wow. into it myself. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking it up too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been and they've been doing a lot. They've been doing a lot. And yeah, then, actually, Guild Wars Two is doing a, a 2020 first impressions. A couple people threw uh, somebody threw up what what you know what it's like on YouTube. It's like it's amazing that this game's still hanging around. And then you've got some other niche MMOs like, uh, well, I guess this wouldn't be niche, but um, Elder Scrolls Online. I know that has a big community. Um, mm -hmm. But what's that? Uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called right now, but it's it's like this. I think it's a Chinese developer. Um, oh, I can't remember what it is right now. And it's got like this really flashy um, fighting style for the MMO. Oh, did they have, a, did they have an anime by chance? Uh, maybe hmm. Black Desert. I think it's Black Desert. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yes, yes. I do remember that yeah. Black Desert Online. Yes, yes. That's the one that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Black Desert Online. Yeah. And I've recently seen like a little bit of a resurgence of people talking about it. I know one of the YouTubers that I follow. Um, he was like, he was playing it, and he was kind of. Not necessarily poking fun at it, but he was having fun with like I'm gonna be a Dark Knight like I am in Final Fantasy fourteen because that's edgy. <laughs> oh, how I looked at the game now, you can correct me if I'm wrong because it made me looking at the ads for it made me think that they were effectively trying to give us a Souls type game uh, in terms of that that mild horror aspect, uh, just mm -hmm. in an MMO style. Is 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 that about? about correct for it um from what i've seen uh from just the few videos that that youtuber put out um it was it it's more of a hack and slash uh mmo okay anything there is um a new one that um 
uh, spoke with uh, Chris about on the show, and that was that's Lost Ark, uh, which is something that recently it was announced that Amazon Games would have it, and Lost Ark plays is very much like uh, Diablo. Wait, did Amazon just abandon all of their stuff for the games? Huh? Didn't didn't Amazon just abandon everything? Not as I can tell, at least with this one. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they. I remember that a couple of months ago, they tried to release this, what they thought was going to be a competitor against um, some of these other arena shooters. I can't even remember the name of it. I actually played it for a day. <laughs> um, it was pretty fun, but I can't remember what it's called right now. Yeah, Luna. Well, uh, Luna is their game's platform. Uh, it's a stream. It's a cloud gaming. That, that's what I was thinking of. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm going in the wrong direction. Yeah, it looks like this one is still very much um, in play. Even even if it didn't pop off with Amazon, I guarantee we'd still be getting this next year because the game is super popular in Korea. In fact, you would have to. The only way that you could play it right now is to legit have somebody make an account for you. Like you really have to share some almost sensitive information mm -hmm. just to be able to play it and have a VPN. It's crazy. Um, but the video that I've seen of it and what was shown on YouTube, and a few YouTubers that um, have been following it heavily, this would be essentially a Diablo killer. Quote unquote. I'll put that in quotations. Uh, and when it didn't look like we were going to get Diablo 4, or had no idea if they were going to even, you know, make such an announcement, uh, Lost Ark was making its rounds. And for those who like anime, uh, Lost Ark really gives you both that MMO feeling with a uh, little anime flair, the characters are customizable, like the different classes you get, you have subclasses. Uh, it's more of an open world uh, type of game. So even though it's, you know, top down like, you know, Diablo, you still have very much an open world uh, to explore. They even give you a ship and you can customize your own hub. Oh. Which, honestly, I'm keeping an eye out on this because it's looking really good. I want nothing to do with Amazon games, but for this, I will make an exception. Oh, please don't get me excited about anything new. Because the only thing I really wanted to care about <laughs> next year was the re-release of Nocturne and the other well, Mega Ten titles that that's coming. I, out. I, 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 I'm sorry. Um, no, you're not. Don't, don't, don't. I, don't tell I, no, 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 no. Because <laughs> you, well, you know, you know, you're gonna. I tried. I tried. You know? <laughs> I tried. I tried. Okay. See, I tried. I tried. Be. I tried being good. Fine. Listen, that's why you, you did. You, that's why you didn't feel the cat. Cyberpunk, cyberpunk, cyberpunk. Speaking of another uh, service game that's going to have all the things, apparently, it's just it's, literally we've said it on the show. It's it's practically game of the year. It just has to come out. That's it. Already has everything set up for it. All it has to do is just be there to, uh, you know, get its award on a silver platter. It's already there. But um, saying all of this as it relates to um, 
our 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 episode here. So name of the game is knowing and being involved with uh, your fan base community goes back to community. And that's both ways, both um, amongst players as well as the companies to player feedback Ooh. for the, uh, for the long haul of things. So if anything, does anyone um, have any, uh, uh, any thoughts moving forward as the, the console generation that we're in now closes out and, you know, of course, with technology always advancing, um, any any words on that from uh, the board here? I actually have a few words, but um, given that we have one of our members who's uh, first time appearance on the podcast, I believe. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, dude, I'm totally putting you on the spot. <laughs> I want to know your thoughts first. <laughs> um. This is something that I did want to mention a little bit earlier, going back and talking about why some games are successful and others aren't. Um, on top of like how complicated it is with having their names, franchises, um, timing, I think it also has to do with accessibility, especially now. Especially now and moving forward. It's all about accessibility and a little bit about the whole cross-play thing. Um, like, I think that was one of the reasons why Avengers was having issues as well. There's no cross-play that goes on in it. Um, and then Bane mentioned with Genshin Impact, you can your son can play that on his phone, um, and you can play it on your PS4. Uh, I think that plays a lot into it, aside from, of course, being able to put money into, um, into advertisement. Because uh, I've seen so many ads for Genshin Impact on YouTube, um, it's it's getting a little ridiculous. Like almost every YouTube video I watch, it's every other one. It's it's a uh, Genshin Impact ad. But uh, to go back, it accessibility. You know, it, we're in in an age where it's you're talking about being able to get these consoles that can compete with computers yes computers pc master race blah 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 um first of all let's let's throw that argument out the window yes we understand that computers can be upgraded you can always make things look better but some people want that ease and accessibility of a console thank you always about accessibility uh that's why there's so many other games um as much as PC only PC master race people want to think of why does why does this game have to be downgraded because um, with my graphics uh, because it has to be put out on console dude sit down dude or do that <laughs> sit down person person just sit down um, I don't care that you think that you're a 1440p super high-end PC because honestly, are you really going to be able to tell the difference between um, over 120 frames per second? Can the human eye really see that? Um, as far as I can tell, uh, no. Um, <laughs> but anyways, back to the thing. Before I go off topic, it, accessibility. You know, if you can play a mobile game 
because I feel like we've gone so much in that direction. There's Call of Duty Mobile. There's Fortnite. I think I think Fortnite moved onto the phone. Yes, it did. Uh, PUBG was on the phone. You've got these huge, huge developers that are moving and making games on your phone, and there's so many games that you can play on your phone. Bane, you just said it about like I'm gonna run out of space because uh, if I download Genshin Impact on the phone, because I have so many other apps, whether it be gaming or streaming. Um, that's such a major player when it comes into it and accessibility also when it comes to crossplay. if you can't have there's been so many games where the community the gaming community in general has been asking please let us crossplay." and i think that the companies that listen to them have been making a lot more um headway you know you um was it uh warzone you can cross-play with Xbox, PS4, and PC players. Granted, if you team up with somebody playing with mouse and keyboard, if you're on a console, I'm sorry, you are going to have a bad time um, with any shooting game. Um, but any game that allows you to do these cross-play gives you that accessibility, gives you the, the ability to play with more people than you would have otherwise. They definitely are able are going to be able to survive and and work longer like 14 well uh, actually let me go back 11 N uh, yeah they did shut down the console servers but you can still play on a pc but that game is so old that most pcs nowadays um ones that you could call potato pcs should be able to run it pretty well um but you were able to play with xbox 360 ps2 and pc players uh sure world of warcraft is its own thing but that's blizzard um uh Overwatch, I don't think you can crossplay, but you can definitely like create different uh, accounts, whatever it is. You can actually, I'm actually, I think you can link accounts. You can link the accounts so you can play on your console or on PC. Uh, I think. Don't quote me on that. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, that that's my feeling on it. As long as these companies move forward with accessibility and creating larger communities, finally allowing. Uh, consoles, um, and I guess I should also say that the console companies themselves, Sony, Microsoft, um, need to really start thinking about more cross-playability. I agree. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Um, when Microsoft extended kind of an olive branch, when they started their cloud-based gaming, that, I think, was the first step in the major players saying, hey, you know what? We really should focus on the community. And even watching the quote-unquote console wars, which at this point, me personally, I'm like, I, I can't really entertain the conversation because if you own more than one system at this point, you can't really argue so much of a side. Because you you still got your side, bitch. Oh, sorry. I, I need to swear. Wow. <laughs> you know what? You you kind of... Wow. If you have... So, listen. If you are a PlayStation fanboy, but you have a Switch, <laughs> you have a Nintendo Switch that you take in the bedroom and chill with. Hmm. If you have... <laughs> if you have a PC, 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. So heavy. Don't come for my oh, PC. This... Don't come for my baby. <laughs> no. You're going you're gonna to let me have this. You're going to let me you're going to let me set things on fire, please. <laughs> I don't ask for this much <laughs> very often. <laughs> no, go for it. Go for it. I'll give you, you have I'll a, give you some uh, uh, some kerosene at a and match. You have a PC. And if you installed any type of game on there and you also have a console and then turn around and bag on anybody that has just a console, stop. <laughs> you know, but some help. Hey, yeah, <laughs> like like the the thing is it's I I very much agree that the way things are moving, it really should be more about the community because um gamers are becoming even more frugal now than ever also a lot of people are really tired of having to get two systems it's not saying that they don't enjoy because you know there's going to always be a game or something that's going to make you say well maybe i need to upgrade my pc maybe i need to look at xbox maybe i should look at the playstation but for games that you know you play that your friends play it's nice to have that option i have a friend that was like hey you play Destiny, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I got it on uh, PlayStation Four. Well, he has it on Xbox and loves it. So now it's like, ooh, problem, you know." But I think as companies are starting to see that there's a benefit to the community really coming together and you know being able to cross-play these games, more and more developers are going to start thinking along those lines. I wouldn't be surprised if Blizzard eventually does roll something out i think the hold up with that though would just be nintendo i think that's the only reason because let's be real when you're trying to play online with your friends so far i've seen animal crossing work better and playing online with other people than i've seen with smash so that's the the problem i think there i think it would be as long as you can connect, play with other people, and there's no issues, at least on the Nintendo side, I could totally see Overwatch being something where it's like, hey, it's totally cross-play. And other companies just continue to you know, follow suit. Uh, but for a community, man, I, I, I thoroughly agree. I think um, we're, we all play the same games. It, it, there's at least one game that all of us on this, this uh, podcast have. Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, you I know, I was, I was, I was joking with Devin just the other week. Like, yeah, I'm gonna jump out the bushes. He's like, yeah, well, I'm. I got an arrow for the back of your head. Well, I'm learning that I can stealth up on archers, so there's no PvP for us to really go ahead and and have this play fight and then go tag team somebody else. Yeah, but we can so, still do the tag team on some uh, uh, evil alien. Uh, well, some evil Mongols. Yeah, yeah. Which so yeah, I'm I looking forward to this. Problems with that, but that's <laughs> a different conversation. I I have questions, but <laughs> um, but no. On the topic, I I truly I truly agree. Community is important, and um, I want to see more of that. Like, I don't care what people are playing on PC console. I just really want to see more community because, um, Chris, you made an interesting um point. And it's really about companies listening. And um, I found out something about a game we, we were watching during New Game Expo, and I wish there was communication uh, more. Well, not even communication, but I wish, well, no, I wish there was more communication between the particular company 
and the community because it's quite possible that they would have made a uh, crap ton of money and uh, mm-hmm. they end up missing up and uh, the game Eden Chronicles which I didn't realize that is a successor to the Sikkinen series oh, that okay. Kickstarter that Kickstarter was funded and originally they were just going to release it on PC but they did tiers of it but they were like hey the more tiers we surpass the more things we're going to be able to do that game got fully funded in addition now it's going to be on console, not just uh, on PC. So PlayStation 4 or 5 is getting it. Xbox Series X is getting it. And Nintendo, depending on if they do release a new console, would be getting it as well. Now, that's a game that had Konami really cared. And now I'll, I'll let somebody else shout the hashtag. If Konami <laughs> really cared and listened... Hi, Capcom, because of um, Bane wanted Mega Man. Yeah, side note, just wanted to fire that dart. But they need, hey, my, they need more Mega Man. I just don't know why they don't do this. I don't know why they don't do this. They hurt my heart every time, and there might be some consequences coming down the line if I get bigger. You're going to, you're, you're, you're going to get Leon in the blue seat. Look, see, that's look. <laughs> don't look. I don't look. You're we already, already got swole neck, Chris. You're going to do, sir. We already got swole neck, Chris. I don't need Leon in a blue suit with a long gun. I tell you what? I tell you what. I'll go you one better. I'll go you one better. You play Monster Hunter. You do a certain event. You can dress your cat as Mega Man. I will do that with my cat in real life. Yeah. I will yeah. do that with my cat at IRL. <laughs> <laughs> so again, so basically had Tanami and Capcom if they had listened to the community there would be IPs that we'd get there would be um, I think a much bigger uh, pool to choose from when it came to playing certain games I would love rival schools. I'm sorry. I'm going to say this, and it, it, this is something that hurts my soul to say, but it's true. Street Fighter is no longer the Evo draw that it once was. Well, there's no Evo at sure. this point. Well, well, well. <laughs> at this point, even, pro- even prior. It's not the draw, but there's also no Evo. <laughs> but, it, but to me, to me, it was that fighting game. And like, yeah. it, has, you know, it has roots that I care about, but because of the the fact that they burned it into the ground for me and just mm-hmm. the things they've done now they got to make up for it with the, the chance of us getting street fighter 6 if that happens you know so it it's one of these things that it's like you know what you have rival schools give us rival schools Stop messing with our feelings don't just put in the character just, just give us the whole game so it's Mega Man. I, I think they'll provide all of that once they get to their their other element, which is part of our discussion. Uh, they will get to that once they get through Monster Hunter, particularly the next one, which is Rise. So mm-hmm. once they get some of that content out, and we'll see how that goes, considering how Monster Hunter has handled its uh, would you care to make a live service element? Hmm? Would you care? Would you care to make a bet? No, friendly bet. Friendly bet. No money. Just the I told you so type of bet. 
Sure, sure. We're just, I, we're, I can afford that one right now. We're, we're just, we're <laughs> just, we're really just going to get another Monster Hunter or Resident Evil or Devil May Cry shoved up our ass. Well, we will see. Well, we already know. Well, of all the games we do know at this point, after those, we'll see. We'll see if Rivals, because we already know we're getting Resident Evil Village and Resident Evil 4's remake. So those are already a given. I will personally dance the fiddle on the roof if we were to get something other than those games I mentioned. We're, <laughs> we're getting get... uh, Square's version of um, Devil May Cry with 16. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go at it from the from the technical standpoint. Um, sure. When you're looking at everything, like Community drove um, video games to what it is. Mm-hmm. community did all of this because it was a community that got the it, the, it was the community's dollars you know they, they always say if you really want some if you really want change um vote show with, with your pocket vote with your uh, vote with your pocket yeah. vote with your wallet mm-hmm. and certain things like crossplay crossplay is right now the fault of and it hurts my heart to have to say it but game like Genshin Impact I have a game I have a version of the game on my cell phone and I have it on the PlayStation 4 I'm playing the one on the PlayStation 4 one because that game feels much better to be played on the PlayStation 4 but mm. the other reason is there is no cross play with the PlayStation 4 included I don't know if that's Sony's doing yet again maybe yeah, yeah. or if it's some other reason that it that is not you know they they can't get it done I'm sadly betting on it being Sony's doing again because we saw it with um what was it? Was it um what is that game with the powers? Rocket League? Where they yeah. just like, oops, we right. like, oh yeah, there's no way to make it happen. And then oops, we made a mistake and turned that on. We pressed the button and it worked. Yeah. Yeah. It's like stupid stuff like that that is showing that hey, we that we care more about our shares. Yeah. And instead of letting people because in, in my opinion, this is this is again my opinion, if they had gone and allowed that game to be um that and a bunch of other games to go cross play without all the crap behind it, they would probably would have gotten more share because more people would be playing either on the PlayStation or on the PC, and the Xbox probably would have been left behind, um, to a degree for those titles specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's me, you know, speculating the other portion when it comes down to games like rival schools, I'm going to use a game not related to the topic, but it is a reason why we don't have some games again. So how long have people been clamoring for a remake or re-release of final fantasy eight years a lot of people. for yeah. years? I'd like to see that. <laughs> that's my favorite. So the remake finally comes out but they had to use the PC version. Most fans don't know why. Yeah. The whole reason they had to use the PC version is because they don't know where the source code is for the original release, which was for mm-hmm. which was originally made for the PlayStation. They had the source code for the PC version. They can't find the one for the PlayStation, which is why we have crap controls. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's uh, Konami's issue with Metal Gear right now is uh, uh, I would think that it would be that or somebody's just not patching things correctly for the uh, PC release because I, I have to play 
with uh, I'm sorry with my Apex Do SFC thirty just to play that game right. But them losing that source code meant that they couldn't bring that game over the way it was supposed to be done. They had the crap source code for the crappy PC version with the terrible music because they decided to make the... I don't understand why they did this. Sorry, side rant. Why they made Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 8 using midis instead of CD-based music. But that, that, that little bit of my rant is over. Um... But the community's got to make the if if they went and actually listened a hundred percent to the community, don't have to do everything that the community says, but listen to it because I understand Capcom. Yeah, maybe you guys are not making the money that you want on Mega Man. Um, yeah. I've seen the sales numbers when it came down to some of these re-releases. Uh, Square, I, there is a massive community for Chrono Trigger. Square's never remaking it because every time they remake it. Sales are lackluster at best. Take the yeah. best re-release of Chrono Trigger, which was on the DS. That game barely broke, broke even for them, barely. And honestly, I don't think it did that. I think it came. I think it just fell short. Devin, let me ask you a question. I'm sorry, Dave. No, sure. Um, so you know, going back to Mega Man, because mm-hmm. I feel as though, I feel as though Kickstarter helped change a lot of that because yeah Chrono Trigger being a huge fan favorite among um, RPG fans that is something that I could totally understand them not wanting to go near against Square's like okay we tried this it's not working but with Kickstarter we've seen games that the community has yelled hey we want this and, you know, prior to Kickstarter, they didn't really have a gauge other than going on the internet and maybe asking a few questions to see who's really, you know, chiming in. But, of course, there's no there's no money um, in it. There's no skin in the game for them to really go in and make it. Now, you have Kickstarter where we could get these things. So somebody could easily say, well, okay, you know what? Capcom, we want a new Breath of Fire. Capcom could then be like, okay, fine. Here's our idea. If you really want this, this is the targeted goal. So I think that you're right on that. They could do that, but here's the problem when it comes down to the Kickstarters. They have had so many companies have gone and done a Kickstarter, or these small companies said that, hey, we're making this, we're making X, we're making Y, we're making Z. And they don't do what they said they were going to do. Or they sort of do it. So um, the Atari VCS, this thing that backers have been waiting on for how long now? Very long time. Very long time. And they still haven't gotten out anything more than a few review units. And we've had other projects where tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars have just disappeared. And no large company needs to have that happen. That would be that I would agree. be a bad thing to happen. And now, mind you, it would work out wonderfully for us as the fans. But if they went through, did this, and it it went bad, it went south. 
think think of the public opinion. Just oh, think of the I, public opinion. Well, I, no, I was, and I'm I'm glad you said that because that's the thing with Kickstarter even now. Not not oh, yeah. so much you Kickstarter know, where in, it in used gaming, to just in general. Yeah, Kickstarter used to get so many people just jazzed and hyped up. Like, I was always a little concerned with Kickstarters, with uh, GoFundMes, um, and what's what's the third one that everybody kind of runs from now? Indiegogo. Indiegogo. Well, I don't know if they run, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if they so much run from but Indiegogo, because that's another Well, part. it's because so many things have popped up on Indiegogo that, yeah. went, that went flop or just uh, uh, evaporated into the dust. What do you think if they, because I think with some companies, because we have seen and heard horror stories where something doesn't get funded or it gets funded and then it's complete trash. Um, that actually happened where we were supposed to get kind of a spiritual success with the Mega Man. And you saw how that went. Down. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine. Well, yeah, which I don't think Mighty number nine. nine was as bad as people said. Yeah. I have it and I played it and I enjoyed it. But that's just me. But you know, you know, I think it was, I think it was more the politics that was surrounding that. Yeah. Um, sadly, but um, also, I would, I would go as far as to say, uh, just some pressure, I think. But I am willing, I think, at least for certain companies to try that. And I, I think with um, Rabbit and Bear, that's the company that's making the uh, spiritual successor to uh, the Sick and End series. <laughs> okay. I think depending on what they are presenting at the time, because the most they can do is put the idea. The community still can say, hey, we either like this or this sounds sketchy. You know what I mean? Because Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. All they can do is put money into the presentation. That's it. And then hope that we as the, the we the community decides to put money towards it some of us might be like hey this is pretty cool i'm not putting any money but if it comes out i'll buy it then you know mm-hmm. um i have seen with uh edn chronicles what i love about it is that they are actually the studios actually compromised of people who worked on the original games in the series they've like literally left konami and decided they really wanted to make this game. And the conversation got started while they were all hanging out. And they decided, hey, let's let's go and do this. So I think depending who the players are in that whole Kickstarter, it may be viable. I also feel as though we have to really look and see who's behind it. Like, okay, like Rival Schools, Breath of Fire, 
Chrono Trigger. Anybody that's really behind Bill's original games, that's who we need to see. Like, okay, who's heading this up? Because this is an investment for us. Mm-hmm. You know, they're saying, hey, we're thinking about doing a Kickstarter. Okay, well, this is twofold. You're thinking about doing the Kickstarter before us to back this. We need to see that you're committed. And also there needs to be some guarantee or if not uh, necessarily guaranteed because things happen. Hello, COVID. There's constant communication. That's what that's where it really comes down to. And then also um, side note is as gamers, consumers, how do we protect ourselves if it goes south? So I feel as though going forward and just watching how things progress maybe the sin of it a change especially if we're voicing things loud enough where companies are going to be like well if we really use kickstarter let's make sure we cross our our t's dot our i's and i think it's really possible um but i'm with you on the skepticism because we've seen this before we've seen this story played out there were kickstarters that i was excited for um you remember the the horror game? I think it was uh, Alice Road or something like that. I don't remember the, the exact name, but it was supposed to be a survival horror game. Mm-hmm. I, I remember. I, I vaguely remember what you're talking about, and it was upsetting because it yeah. looked like a really, really good game. Something, something as innovative and interesting as playing Silent Hill. Yeah, the story got in the, the the studio got shut down. Yep, the studio got shut down. So that was the thing. It's like, oh wow, and they were really excited to get the Kickstarter going. Like, I don't. Oh, I was about to back them. I was about to back them just before they got shut down. Like, as soon as I was ready to log in and put in for that uh, that Kickstarter, studio gone. Yeah. So it's um, like I want to say it'll it'll get better. I would like to see just a a platform maybe dedicated to nothing but uh, indie games and you know just developers kind of weed everything out and said this is the focus this is our platform this is where you go if you want to uh have a game backed by your community i think that would be cool because i'm not gonna lie watching watching how kickstarter operates they they are not really hands-on if there's a situation they tell you oh hey you need to actually talk to the creator like yeah but they're on your platform you need to talk to the creator. And I think that's the the issue. So I, I would like to see maybe even a better platform, but we just, just got to wait and see and, and just hope that the, the companies are listening because right now I feel like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, Definitely. that's that the, that's the issue. I, yeah. I think everyone here uh, for this podcast makes a very valid point. Uh, there's really just to contribute in only a few things I can say in regards, especially um, looking at um, things moving forward, especially formats moving forward, such as the, you know, the life, the, the games as a service style and even other games that uh, don't fit that convention, but certainly have the DLC element and the gotcha element. Um, if, if anything, it's about commitment, communication, um, and, and, and everything that has been stated so far. Uh, of course, what we don't want, we don't want any more subcommittee hearings, particularly from the Senate. So if we could stop with that sort of practice, then we're good. 
So, um, you know, uh, d- d- just to that- stick on that for half a second, um, yeah. the Senate needs to stop because we're not running into something that bucks the law, bucks any of the established laws um, when it comes down to those things. Like, they stop trying to make everything like it's 1950 again. Like, I, I do appreciate that you want to keep uh, uh, keep people happy. Right. But it's at a point where it sounds like you're just going after, inve- you're going to try to make investors happy. Or you're mm-hmm. trying to get sure. those investors that's, that's to come in and make sure that they fund your your next political campaign. Stop sticking your you're politics not- into my video games. No, um, because it's a video game. Time, don't make don't make any more Star Wars Battlefront two with a bunch of gotcha. This no. is true. You got to that. This there, there's an element where it's communication, and especially for the live service element, is about the long term. Mm-hmm. So it's the the whole element that companies and gamers, fans, players also have to keep that in mind. They have to keep certain things into the base of reality. Um, So that it's, it's a game for a profit. So, and you have to have your own responsibility. Companies are responsible too, but also the players have to be responsible. And as pirate Zaku uh, stated earlier, and we will have to consider that for our next special, because there's so much uh, happening in the world of gaming and to just kind of tie it off in a lovely little bow here. Um, an article comes, of course, courtesy of the Washington Post, and I will leave off with it just as a, a as as just a sort of to be continued here. I spent one hundred and thirty dollars in Genshin Impact. If you might do this, maybe don't play it. So on well, that lovely note, I thought I saw that say uh, that person spent like forty seven k. No, there was a tw- that was a Twitter that was a Twitter post that okay. Was a forty-seven k. I'm trying to actually look if that is in fact accurate or just yeah. hyperbole. But, but on that lovely note, um, with that, thank you, everyone, for listening to this lovely foray, this very special episode of Sixteen Bit Sushi. Uh, just to round things off here with our uh, our panel, thank you, everyone, for. Uh, for joining in, especially Pirate Zaku. This is your debut here, uh, and you soared well, just as your namesake. Um, you know, twice as fast as the others. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, uh, thank you for having me, and thank you, Bane, for all your technical support. Oh, hey, glad to be of assistance. Glad to have you. I, I hope you come with us on the uh, on the next podcast, because I think this is worth picking back up on, because I have a topic that is... It's going to rage. It's going to rage, but please continue. Definitely. So where can they find you, Pirate Zaku? Where can they find you? Where can people find you if they need uh, your help? <laughs> if you need my help. Uh, well, right now my students all need my help because I'm a teacher. But um, <laughs> uh, you can um, you can find me on, on Twitch uh, under Pirate Zaku, one word. Um I'm very, very. I'm I'm the filthiest of casuals when it comes to streaming. Uh, I don't have a set schedule. I had wanted to originally, but um, it's never really been able to come up to fruition. I'll hop on there every so often. Uh, sure, I'm on Twitter, but that's not 
necessarily I'm not always on there. Um, you can find me on... I'm not on there so much that, that I can't even remember what my tag is. It's uh, pirate underscore Zaku. Um, mostly what I have on there is just screenshots from Final Fantasy XIV that I'm uploading. Um, <laughs> uh, other than that, I mean, I'll hopefully be around here. Definitely. We will certainly have you bat pirate zaku uh you have brought yeah. a lot of things uh to the table here glad to have you um so just a note look out for pirate zaku on twitch and of course um joining the fray here of course my my co-host my cohort in these uh in these dealings filthy casual uh where can people find you when you are not uh collaborating in matters that are 16-bit sushi or well, um... 45 Follow the anime rest stop, you know, either on Facebook or Twitter. I am uh, pretty much hidden when it comes to social media, except for the, the panel here. Because uh, I'd much rather you follow the squad than follow me because I don't do anything except scour the internet for news to bring you. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're better off following ARS. But I will, I will say this, and... Um, it's awesome to have Pirate Zaku on. Uh, I want to apologize because stuff technically started happening, like tech-wise, started happening right around the time you showed interest and just everything else. So it was like, ooh, okay. I got to send stuff off to the shop. So major shout-out to Bane for being our tech guy and uh, allowing that space. So definitely welcome. And hopefully you'll be on more episodes with us, sir. Indeed, or just I'm, let me I'm know. Gonna haze, I'm gonna have to haze you, both of you, <laughs> actually. <laughs> uh, but um, no, definitely welcome and um, awesome that I was able to jump in because um, I'm not going to go into details, but I got a lot of stuff on my end, so that's why I'm glad you guys literally are running with it. I really do appreciate all of you. I mean, appreciate so, you. Anything is 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 a privilege because uh, filthy casual you brought uh, brought us into modern day uh, uh, by giving us this uh, this platform and we truly appreciate it. Uh, Justin, that humble as a another another element of our uh, collective uh, evolution. Well, uh, you, gotta, you gotta you gotta everybody gotta pat themselves on the back because this wasn't just me. It wasn't just me. Um, honestly. Bane, when we all started talking about this idea, Bane was the first one that really jumped on it. I mean, literally jumped on it. And ever since then, it was like, we got to follow suit. And I feel it's like circumstances just really made this come alive. Um, which, by the way, we end this episode because, wow, we're closing things down. I got a little announcement for you guys. And it's going to be really fun because it's a surprise for our listeners later on. Something yeah. I discovered this week. Super everybody's going to like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So people have to stay tuned in. Definitely. Maybe. Definitely. Have to. Oh, wow. And, and just to that note, Bane, uh, your technical expertise, your diligence uh, goes without saying. But thank you nonetheless for everything and for uh, being part as a co-host here and making this really happen uh in this uh in these times so where can uh people find you 
You can find me at DeckardBane83 on Twitch and on Twitter. Um, I have that Facebook thing, but, you know, you all know how I feel about Facebook. Um, I'd rather be on the MySpace or the Face Space and the MyBook, <laughs> even though they don't actually exist. I'd rather be there. Uh, but no, de- seriously, on Twitter and uh, Facebook at DeckardBane83, uh, I am on there uh, whenever I see a message pop up. And I do stream infrequently in the filthiest of casual ways as well. Um, last bit, thank you, Pirate Zaku, as one of the many teachers who is, you, you are making something magical happen for a ton of students who would otherwise be sitting at home doing, playing a video game and learning absolutely nothing. Or you'd be, you're helping parents who'd be trying to teach their children while the parent slowly goes insane trying to do a job that I have learned in the past uh, eight to 10 months. It's not impossible, but God, it takes a special type of training. They really need to treat you guys better. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. It was a hell of a year to be, uh, to finish all of my um, studying to become a teacher. It's my first year teaching and yeah, COVID definitely threw a wrench in that. And, uh, it's funny because all, all my fellow teachers are like, it's, it's like our first year teaching all over again. Cause it's, it's hella crazy. Yep. Yep. I have a bunch of people in the family and we have one other teacher in the ARS family, um, oh, yes. who is, uh, who is also out there and doing her thing as a teacher, you know, who we're talking about, um, because we're talking about you directly. So, uh, uh, we love you L and we hope that everything works out super well for you. Uh, but I hope to see more folks on uh, on Twitch with me. And maybe I'll stick my son on there so you can uh, watch Bane Jr. Uh, go through the death as I'm watching him right now. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be something. He's playing Sonic Rivals right now. And it is, it's going to be beautiful. He's playing Sonic Rivals right now. And to see his gameplay, it's like, ouch. <laughs> Gotta start somewhere. I know, I know how that feels. Admitted, <laughs> <laughs> admittedly, I'm not the best Sonic game player. Uh, uh, I just gotta go fast. Yeah, gotta go fast, and then you hit spikes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Such is life. Such is such is life. Um, I am a ca- I am a casual to Sonic, even though I love Sonic. And I used to have all the stuffed animals when I was a child. Had the mug too when Tom Knuckles came out. That was that was fun. But you um, just reminded me that's a shirt I need to get. <laughs> yeah, that is a. Sh- there you go. And speaking of uh, reminders, uh, lastly, uh, you can certainly uh, find me around with Anime Rest Stop via Twitter, as well as uh, the face, as well as the Facebook or Book of Faces. Uh, you can also find me doing the casual streaming thing uh, via Founders Foundry. Um, you know, I am the founder, and it is my foundry, however I choose to treat my foundry. And, of course, uh, you know, always around. My opinions are my own when it comes to ARS Founder on Twitter. So, hi there. And simply put, um, thank you. Thank you you pirate zaku for coming on for your work in irl immensely uh same goes for l as well 
um, especially those who, who, you know, are dedicated to um, really teaching and nurturing the future. And to that, I can't convey anymore. Uh, so on that level note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us for this edition of 16-Bit Sushi. We'll be back again soon with another lovely take on all things video games and fun. Also, be sure to check out the rest of the ARS podcasting family, uh, be it Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Play, uh, Apple, wherever you enjoy listening to the podcast. And of course, please, if you enjoy it, give us a like and subscribe. Thank you again. See you next time. Thank See you. Ya. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.